0: You're listening to the Travel Geniuses podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 35, and we're talking about how to use search to grow your business. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. And this episode is going to be the part two to the last episode I did where I talked about a strategy for using Facebook to grow your business or grow your audience, or rather (laughs) get more eyeballs on your business. If you haven't done the one page marketing framework that I have a link to that in the show notes if you haven't. But in that I talk about two types of marketing. One is a get attention marketing. And the other is keeping attention marketing. So one is a strategy or a way or a tool to get eyeballs on your business who haven't heard of you before. And then the other one is to keep eyeballs on your business. So once you've had people learn about you, how to keep them interested and keep yourself top of mind so that when they're ready to book a vacation, they will go to you and also to help them learn more about you and um, build that know, like and trust factor so that when they're ready to book a vacation, they'll want to use you as well and versus booking through Costco to save a couple hundred dollars and get a gift card. So this Series that I'm doing. It's not really a series, but these two podcast episodes are the get attention strategies that I think are, they're not necessarily the best. They're just the ones I know about and know more about. This is not an exhaustive list. (laughs) And the tips and ideas I'm sharing in these two episodes are not like complete instructions on how to use these tools and these strategies to grow your business. All I'm doing is sharing just some really basic ideas for each of these marketing platforms. If you hear something that piques your interest, that sounds fun and something you might enjoy and that will help you grow your business, use what I'm sharing here as just a jumping off point and a place to get started. And then go find an expert that can help you really perfect your strategy around this so that it works the best it possibly can for you. And I'm going to say it one more time. Do not try doing all of these things that I'm talking about. I'm not trying to give you FOMO. I'm not trying to convince you to use every single one of these platforms. I think they'll all work. I think you need to just pick one though. If you try to pick them all, First of all, you're gonna spread yourself too thin. Even if that was your full time job was marketing, and you tried to do it with every single one of these, you would not. There's just not enough time to do any of them well. So you wouldn't do anything well. What's more likely to happen is you're going to get frustrated and overwhelmed, and you're just gonna quit and go back to not trying to market your business. So, and um, just please, you can. If, so, if more than one sounds like fun, pick the one that sounds the easiest if they both sound equally fun and just start with that and add the other one to a note somewhere and you can come back to it later. You don't have to always just use one marketing strategy. I just want you to start with one. Um, and once you get that going and it's sort of automated and you don't have to put a lot of thought and time into it anymore then you can add something else if you want. But I really think it's important to start with one. And I will stop talking about that because I think I bring that up in almost every episode I do. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. So let's talk about search first, because it's a really big, complicated topic. And that way, if I go a little long, I can just end it and we'll turn this into a three part series and we'll cover the other short ones next time or later, because I already have something else planned for the next episode. Most people, when they think about search, think of search engine optimization or doing stuff with your website to help you get found in the results when somebody searches Google. And that is part of it. Um, But there are some other platforms that use search as a primary way to help people find you that don't involve your website. So I want to talk about those as well today. Um Pinterest is one and I know that most people think Pinterest is a social media platform. It for some reason gets lumped in with Instagram and Facebook when people talk about social media marketing, but it's not really a social platform. There is a social aspect to it in that you can message people on there, I think. It's not something I really use though, and nobody I know has messaged me on it. So um I think three or four years ago, I might have messaged my cousin one time in there. But that was it. So it's not really a social platform beyond just that you can see what other people are pinning. It is really a search engine. And if you don't believe me, think about anybody you know, who has planned a wedding recently, I'll bet you money that they have all gone on Pinterest and searched wedding ideas and wedding dress ideas, wedding decorations, wedding food, wedding chairs, and I bet they have a board full of all kinds of wedding ideas. Personally, I've used it when I'm looking for a craft to make. I redid the flooring in my house recently and used it to get inspiration for flooring ideas in the bathroom and kitchen and you know, how to incorporate tile and carpet and different types of tile. I used it when I was getting some new furniture in my living room to kind of see what style I wanted. And I definitely searched in Pinterest and used that search button when I did it. Pinterest is very visual. So it's a natural place for people to go to search for travel ideas as well. It's a dream board. It's like where you pin all the things in your life that you wish you could have. I remember seeing a meme a long time ago that said something like, if I had three wishes, my first wish would be to have everything on my Pinterest board. The other two wishes would be unnecessary. Pretty much everything, anybody who uses Pinterest, everything they want and dream of in their life is on their Pinterest board pinned somewhere. So, um, of course, travel fits right in there because most people have huge travel dreams So it is a natural fit for travel agents. Another platform that is very search heavy, that isn't as obvious to people sometimes is YouTube. Believe it or not, of course, Google is the number one search engine. Number two is YouTube, which is owned by Google, but they're still separate companies and platforms. So YouTube is the number two place that people go when they're searching for something. And like Pinterest, it's very visual. So travel is just a natural fit for that. Um, some things that I've searched for in Google, for those of you who are doubting me, <laughs> uh, I've searched how to fix my dishwasher. I've even fixed my car a couple of times using YouTube videos. Now, don't think I'm getting in there all greasy. I'm not. It was just like really simple, push a couple buttons five times and it fixed the problem. But um, I've definitely done that. If I have a problem with a software program I'm using, or there's something I want to do with a software program, and I don't know how, I'll search YouTube for that. I do a little bit of painting and drawing sometimes. So I also will search for drawing tutorials and things on there. And um, again, It's very visual and travel is very visual too. So there are loads and loads of travel videos on there. And I'm sure people searching for travel ideas and inspiration. It's not something I use to search for travel a lot. I don't know that we in the travel industry are a good indicator of what people are searching for. Because I have so many other resources I would go to when I need help with travel. I went to Japan recently and was super, super nervous because... I don't speak Japanese. I don't read Japanese. I wasn't sure if things were going to be written in English, you know, with English letters versus the Japanese artistic letters. (laughs) I was just so afraid I was going to get lost somewhere. So I did um, do a lot of searching in YouTube to see how people got around in trains and things like that. So it's definitely something that is used by travelers for search and a place, if this is a tool you want to use to grow your business, it'll definitely work. Another way or platform you can use that utilizes search to help people find you is podcasting. So take Travel Geniuses, for instance. When I first started this, I was super scared, super nervous. Like I didn't know if people were going to like it. I was afraid I was going to sound like an idiot. People were going to think I was so dumb. So I did not tell a single person when i started this podcast. I just put it on iTunes and waited to see what happened. And guess what? Most of you probably have found the podcast by searching in the iTunes or other podcast platform for podcast for travel agents. So um, that is another platform that can work too. It's obviously not as visual as YouTube or Pinterest. It's not visual at all. However, there are people who just want something to listen to while they're doing another task. So I might sit down and watch a YouTube video for 10 or 15 minutes or longer if there's something I'm trying to learn, but I don't have a lot of time to just sit and watch a show. On the other hand, when I'm driving somewhere, if I have a long drive ahead of me, or I'm doing dishes or making dinner, um, walking the dog, exercising, whatever, I'm looking for something to keep my brain occupied during those times. And that's where podcasts come in. So if you can get a group of people that are interested in travel in the niche that you're going after. A podcast might be a really great resource for them and something that they're looking for to just listen to something interesting while they're doing a non-interesting task. And then, of course, your blog would be another platform, I guess, (laughs) uh, that utilizes search as well. You can do some things on your website and within your blog post to help boost your ranking in the search results. Now, it's very complicated. And there are a lot of moving parts in there. So it's probably harder to rank for blog posts than for some of these other things at the moment. There's just more competition um, in the blog space or in Google search results in general. However, if this is something that sounds fun and interesting to you, it's definitely something that can work. Now in this episode and this series, I I am for sure. It's going to be a series. I'm going to have to split this one up too. Um, but I'm really focusing on your get attention marketing plan. So this, again, is the way you're choosing to try to help people find you and get yourself in front of new potential customers. But there are some additional benefits to these in particular, Um, your blog, your YouTube channel, or your podcast. If you choose to do one of those, it doesn't, Pinterest is more of a, it's almost like free marketing or free advertising. Whereas these other three involve you creating content that people are going to consume. And the benefits of that are that it really helps build that know, like, and trust factor. There are people that I watch and subscribe to and follow on YouTube. I don't even necessarily care about their content. Like One of them is a beauty vlogger. I don't even care about makeup and All of that, it's just not my thing. But somehow I got like sucked into her life and interested in her life. So I still follow her. So you get to know people when you see them and you hear them or you read their words regularly and you start to look forward to their content. And it helps you, you learn to trust them. There's um, somebody I just actually signed up for a course. I don't know if I talked at all about ads at all in the previous episode, but I just signed up for a course on Facebook and Instagram ads. So I could learn a little more about that. And the person who runs the course and who teaches it, I listened to her podcast and have been listening for a couple years now. And I 100% trust that she's the person I should be learning from and that she has my best interests at heart. So when I asked her, should I take this? Is it right for me? Will it work for my business? Will it work for travel agents? Um, I trusted that she was giving me the right answer because I've been listening to her for years and I believe she's an honest person. So that is a benefit of some of these longer content types of strategies. You're giving people a little peek inside to who you are and also showing them what you know. So that when they're ready to travel and plunk down $50,000 for a vacation, they feel super confident and comfortable trusting you with that vacation and with their money. Now, all of these platforms will work and um, they all have pros and cons, but I want you to be very thoughtful if this is the route you go on which platform you choose at least to start with. If you don't know how to work a camera, don't know how to take good video, don't know how to edit the video, there's a really huge learning curve with YouTube. You can use your phone and you don't have to have super professionally produced video, but you do have to know how to at least get things in focus and frame things correctly and have some decent lighting and the sound is really important too. So there's a really steep learning curve with that. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum with blogging, you don't really need any additional equipment. You don't need to learn any cool tricks. You just need your computer and your website, which should have blogging capability and you know, learn how to type, you don't even have to be a travel writer, you just need to know how to talk to people and write your content as if you're talking to a friend. So keep that in mind, too, when you're thinking about which platforms to choose, how big is the learning curve, because it's better to just get started with something now and grow into something else later than to start with something huge, that's going to take you six months to a year to get started. Okay, so we've talked about some of the different search platforms that are available and I'm sure there are more, but these are the big ones. Um I've also talked a little bit about why this type of long-form content, not counting Pinterest, but why this type of long-form content can be useful in other ways as well outside of just helping people find you. So now I want to lay out just a few tips, um just a very brief overview of what is involved in optimizing your content for search and making it easier for people to find you. And again, search is very complicated and there are all kinds of crazy things that you need to keep in mind and think about when you're creating content, if search is your primary goal. Um, So for each of these platforms, if you decide to use it, I suggest finding an expert to Um, teach you how to best optimize for that platform because they are all different. I'm just sharing some sort of general ideas that anybody can use even if you're not using search as your primary tool. Um, You can still kind of use these really simple things to set yourself up for more success from the beginning. I'll post some links in the show notes to some resources that I know of or that I have personally used to learn more. I'll let you know if I've used it or if it's just somebody I've heard of and heard good things about um, just to get you started. But you also can just search YouTube or search a podcast player, um, search Google for some tips. It's hard because there are a lot of people out there saying that they're experts who aren't necessarily experts, but I'll try to get you at least pointed in the right direction. Okay, so now I'm going to share just a couple of tips and believe it or not, this part of the show is going to be shorter than all the introductory information that I just gave you. But I just wanted you to kind of understand the options and different platforms you can use to grow your business this way. The primary thing you're going to use to help people find you on any of these platforms are keywords, and keywords would be the thing that somebody is typing in the search bar that will lead them to your result. So, like I mentioned a million times, I love that hot chocolate in Italy. If I'm trying to find how can I find that, like you, I can't. I don't even know how to find it because I just stumbled across it once, and you just, in my experience, I just had to get lucky and. Um, just stumble into a coffee shop. So the next time I go, I really am going to search out like where can I go specifically to find this hot chocolate the next time I'm in Rome. So if that's what I'm looking for, sorry to use that that example all the time, you guys, but it's just so good. (laughs) It's all I can think about. So if one of you writes this blog post or does a podcast episode about hot chocolate in, in Rome or a YouTube video about it, Oh, for sure. Watch it. So let me know. Um, But you know, somebody would be searching for hot chocolate in Rome or best foods in Rome, something like that. You want to put yourself in the head of the person you're trying to reach. Like, what will they type into Google to find this answer that I'm giving them? those words or that word will be your keyword. Those are your keywords. And those are the things you want to make sure are in certain places in your content. So for a blog post, you would want that in your title and you want that in the content of your blog post as well. In your podcast, you would have that in the title of your podcast episode and also in the description that goes with it. Same with YouTube, that would go in the video title and in the description of the video. And for the title, you also want it to be something that will kind of catch somebody's attention. So I wouldn't necessarily say where can I find hot chocolate in Rome, hot chocolate in Rome would be the keywords. So you just want to make sure that particular phrase is in there. So I would say something like, what's the big deal about hot chocolate in Rome? Or what's so great about hot chocolate in Rome? Or what's so great about Italian hot chocolate in Rome? Something like that. Like just you play around with it, spend a few minutes, you don't want to get super complicated with it, but spend a few minutes, um, maybe even just brainstorm some ideas and come back to it the next day and pick something that you think will work. Don't get cute and clever here. Just be very clear and specific about what content you're providing. Don't say something like, I thought I died and went to heaven when I drank this. That could maybe work for an email subject line, but it's not going to work for something where you're hoping to get search results because nobody is going to search for that. So it's not going to come up in the results at all. Keywords are important in Pinterest as well. I got sidetracked talking about blog posts and podcasts and videos on YouTube, and I forgot all about Pinterest. But yes, same thing applies. Make sure your keywords are in the title of your pin and in the description. Pinterest is a little different than the others in that it's using search, but you're creating sort of like mini ads to entice people to go check out your website, your blog post, your YouTube videos, things like that. So um, the same you you have to apply the same thinking to the keywords, but your content you still have to create content somewhere else. but the same basic search principles still apply to Pinterest. The other thing you need to think about, if you're using search as your primary get attention marketing strategy, is the content you're creating. So it's not enough to just have a keyword in the headline and in the content somewhere or the description. You need to make sure that your content that you're creating backs that up. If somebody follows a link to your blog post based on the keyword in the heading when they searched Google, and you're talking about this great hot chocolate, but instead you're blog post is about cheap flights to Italy or your favorite hotel and doesn't really mention hot chocolate, people are going to click back into Google within a few seconds and look for something else that does answer that question. And Google pays attention to this, both in Google search results and in YouTube. Same with podcasts and pins. If people aren't utilizing your content and aren't consuming it after they land there, that stuff is tracked and you're not going to show up in search results for that term anymore. And you also want to make sure that your content is something that people actually want to know and are interested in. And I gave you some ideas to find out what people are searching for and what they're looking for in episode 32 when I talked about what you should talk about on your blog. Those same things apply whether it's your blog or social media posts even, um, but your YouTube videos or your podcast episodes, those same principles apply. So make sure you check that out. It's travelgns.com slash episode 32. I will link to that in the show notes, but make sure you listen to that episode too. It'll give you lots of ideas what to talk about and how to figure out what people are searching for and what they want to know. And then, like I said, each platform has its own little um, different things that you can do and and work with to help increase your chances of getting found in the search results. I don't know a lot about Pinterest, but I believe like you pick certain categories and there are ways to set up your Pinterest board that will make them more likely to be found on your website and your blog. You can attach descriptions to your photos that help get you found more, um, using certain language, making it easier to read, breaking the content up and leaving some white space. There's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do to increase your chances of having your blog post be found. And with YouTube, I know the length of your videos is important. Of course, the description, how long people spend watching your videos, things like that again, that's something that I haven't really dug into a whole lot. So I'm not an expert, but I'm just trying to share some of the other things. So you understand that there is more to it. And that each platform has its own quirks and little things you need to be aware of, which is why it's important to just pick one and not try to do all of them. Not only would you kill yourself trying to make all this content, but there's just so much to learn and so much to keep track of. And, you know, you need to watch your stats a little bit. I don't want you to be obsessed with them, but maybe check once a month and just see if there's something that did really great. What can you do? Like, what did you do then that you can do more of? Or if something didn't go so well, did you make a mistake somewhere? Something that you can fix and tweak to improve your results next time? Just, you know, there's a lot to it. And if you try to do everything, like I've said a million times before, you're not going to do any of them well, and you'll probably end up quitting anyway. So that's all I have for you in this episode about using search to grow your audience and get more attention for your travel agency and your business. I will have another episode soon, not the next one, because I like I said, I have something else planned, but soon I will complete this series, I promise, and we'll cover the other topics as well, which includes things you can do offline to grow your business and I might touch on Instagram a little bit, although I did already do that episode with Brianna Glenn and we covered it pretty well there. So um, just keep an eye out for that. And of course, I keep mentioning this because I'm so excited. It's such a great thing. I am working on getting Britt Colo on the show and she will help you take all of this stuff I'm sharing with you and pick the thing that's best for you and that works better with your personality to help you grow your business as well. So it's more fun and not something that feels like a chore and something you dread doing. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, As always... I love hearing from you. So if you've gotten anything out of this podcast in this episode, please let me know. It really means a lot. And if you could, if you have a minute, just pop into iTunes and leave me a review there for the show. That does help people find the podcast on iTunes. So there's yet another thing that goes into this whole um, search and, and helping people find you on these different platforms. Um, that is one thing. But again, if you decide to go into podcasting, you'll get to learn all about that. Thanks so much for listening. It means the world. Have a great week, you guys. I'll see you next time.